Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com backslash supergamingquiz. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Super Gaming Quiz Alpha Turbo! Welcome to Super Gaming Quiz Alpha Turbo, the only podcast that rewards obscure video game knowledge with actual video games. I'm Ben Bertoli, freelance games journalist and owner of way too many Donkey Kong games, and I will be your host. On this our 8th episode, we will talk about E3 2016 and travel into the spooky shadow of one of gaming's most beloved horror franchises. Before we get going with episode 8, I'd just like to point out that the format has changed just a little bit for our episodes. We noticed that they were getting a little too long at uh, an hour and a half or so, so we decided to just do one contestant or one guest per episode. And uh, that's going to give us more time to kind of delve into their thoughts on games and the history of the games that we're talking about. So if you're wondering why the episodes are shorter or why there's only one contestant, that's why. Back with us in the co-host chair is freelance games writer and Nathan Drake admirer, Narelle Hosang. Hi. Hi, Narelle. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Great. So we uh, actually had the chance to meet up uh, last month at E3 for the first time. We did. And it was a blast. Uh, got to meet a lot of our uh, Talk Amongst Yourselves friends from online. Yep. And uh, what, what games at E3 really stuck out to you? Which ones did you think were the best? Well, I managed to play Zelda Breath of the Wild for about 90 minutes or so because I got three um, time showings in. That was, it was, it was interesting. I, I have to say I wasn't very impressed the first go. But by the third time, I really appreciated it more. I guess once I discovered I could slide down on my shield. Yeah, well, I mean, how many hours did you have to wait in line to play it? Not long, actually. I happened to luck out the first day. It was at the end of the day, and we were just walking by, and I jumped online. Last two people in the line, so that was no wait at all. Um, the last time, probably, I'd say about an hour, maybe. Not too bad. Not bad. That was definitely seemed to be the main attraction at E3, that the line stretched uh, for many miles around the convention center. But uh, yeah, uh, I also got to play Zelda twice, I believe. I felt like it, it it felt fresh, you know, for a Zelda title, but it still felt like a Zelda title. Um, a lot of the same elements were there, and obviously, you know, uh, many of the Zelda tropes, the puzzle solving and the weapons and such... But there definitely seemed to be more of a push towards kind of a Western RPG with the weapons and the uh, gear that you can, you know, have stats on and things like that. Definitely. How did you feel about that whole aspect to it? Um, I thought that was okay. I picked up, what was that? I think, was it an axe to chop down the tree? I tried to use that for a while. None of my weapons broke, thankfully. But um, I did nothing against the rock monster. Did you see that rock monster? <laughs> No, I never actually ran into the rock monster. Even the Eve three demo was really like fast. It was hard to to uh, make it to all the different parts unless you had a lot of time with the game. Right, I managed on the first time to stumble across him, and then I didn't see him again. I totally lost my bearings. You didn't fight him. I fought him, and I died very quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. Uh, he seemed like he was pretty uh, an intense 
kind of a boss. Uh, even the people who are streaming it for the Treehouse uh, took a while to take him down. Right. So yeah, there was a, there was a couple things that I was unaware of going in though. Like I didn't know you could throw your weapons, and so I kept accidentally throwing them in my enemies' faces, which automatically breaks them. And so I was kind of running around weaponless for a, a good chunk of the time. But it's still fun to explore. Yeah. Oh, I also missed rolling. I really wanted to roll, but that was not an option. At least I don't think so. True, but you can jump, which is huge. Right. Right? What Zelda game ever lets you jump? I think you had to have like some kind of a cape or a feather in past games if you wanted to jump at all. Right. So uh, it's kind of a big deal. And it actually kind of messed me up in combat because I wanted to jump to the sides using A or do a backflip. Uh, but that is now its own dedicated button. And so you had to kind of remember that. Right. Going to be a lot to take in when it comes out. So what did you think about the visuals? I know uh, we talked about this earlier and uh, we were kind of unimpressed with the way they looked. But what were your thoughts overall? You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You can say bad things about a Zelda game, especially one that's not even out yet. No, I know. At first, it didn't look too good. Like, up close, you know, just the grass textures, which is just very visible, very noticeable. And, um, you know, it's probably the Wii U capabilities right now. So I'd be interested to see what it looks like on the NX, because I would hope that it totally upgrades from there. You would think that it would look a lot better on a more powerful system, but up close it did kind of look... Uh muddy and a little square but i mean i don't know sometimes it's just the art style that they chose you know right and i'm like oh should this grass be this square up close i don't know is that just the way (laughs) the grass is supposed to look in this world maybe but i did i did feel like it looked better when they kind of pulled back to show everything yes instead of when you were kind of up close and personal with the enemies and the environments right pretty reminiscent of um skyward sword and a bit of wind waker too yeah yeah, I did like the art style. I think it's it's pretty good. And the enemies look great. And the old man you run into at the very beginning of the demo, he looked wonderful. Yes. Probably the king of Hyrule, calling it right now. <laughs> In disguise. He's not a boat this time. He's just an old guy. Maybe he's our enemy. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What a twist. <laughs> Any other games that uh, stuck out in your mind that you got to play or maybe you just got to see? I got to try Yakuza 0 very briefly. I was trying to get a Persona hat, which I did not get. And you had to play four demos from the Atlas Sega booth to do so. And one of the ones that I played was Accusa Zero. So that was fun. It was like a brawler. Go around the streets and pick fights or people pick fights with you, I guess. That was fun. And you and I got to try out Shadow Warrior 2. I thought that looked really good. Yeah, it was uh, very bloody, but fun. It's like magical Gears of War, almost like, (laughs) with chainsaws and swords and guns and such. And our devs who demoed with us were very fun. Yeah, they were. And they had had lovely accents. They did. And fortune cookies. Yes, and they gave us fortune cookies, so even better. But yeah, it was a pretty fun game. You know, I was kind of going into it with the same mindset I go into with every kind of a realistic shooter, gory type of thing, which is kind of like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> not my kind of game but honestly I, I had a lot of fun playing it so it was fun yeah and then um gravity rush 2 was another game that i kind of picked up the demo just because there weren't very long lines for it and um i haven't had a chance to play gravity rush one remastered or vita or anything like that and uh, i was really impressed with it uh, just the way that it looked and the way that it handled so i think that one has definitely made it onto my list i'm kind of waiting for the original to drop in price so i can pick it up but that uh, really impressed me. I played the first, 
but I couldn't get a handle on the controls. And it was on the Vita, not the remastered. So I don't know. I might want to try it again because I do love the comic book style that the first had. I don't know. Do they stick with that in the second? Yeah, yeah. It looks okay. uh, exactly the same. I mean, well, well it yeah. probably looks a little better, to be honest. Right. But my only um, time spent with the main character, whose name is Cat. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Right. Uh, was in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale for PlayStation Three a while back. She was a character. Okay. And all I knew was that she could throw things with gravity. But you know, <laughs> it's quite a bit different in her own game. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, Sea of Thieves for Xbox One. I played that uh, for a good fifteen twenty minutes and got to talk to their lead designer, and that was a pretty fun game. It kind of looked a little too bare bones when I was standing in line. But uh, once you right. get in there, it's really fun. It has a great pirate atmosphere, and it's just kind of uh, a lot of cliches done really well. So it, it's fun cool. to, to get drunk on the ship and fall off and play my accordion. Yeah, yeah. that's one. You know, yeah, that's one I'd really like to actually play, but I don't have an Xbox. Yeah, the- I would consider it, but. Only if you guys would play, too. Yeah. Chances are it might be coming to Windows 10 as well, since mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft seems to be pushing the both platforms right. lately. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, but I I'd also need to upgrade in a serious way, because my PC is old. <laughs> and I would need to upgrade in a more serious way, because my PC is a Mac. <laughs> so it's going to be a little different. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to come to Mac. Probably not. All right. Well, we'll get to our first guest here in a second, after I talk a little bit about our sponsor. As mentioned at the start of the podcast, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, the listeners of Super Gaming Quiz Alpha Turbo, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their site. And since we're kind of a gaming history podcast, along with trivia, I would highly recommend The Ultimate History of Video Games, written by Stephen Kent and narrated by Dan Warren. From Pokemon to the creation of Pac-Man to the rebirth of Sega to the Mortal Kombat legal trials, this book has everything about gaming history. And did I mention it's 21 hours long? It has a ridiculous amount of super interesting video game knowledge. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash supergamingquiz. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash supergamingquiz for your free audiobook. Our contestant for episode eight is Spencer Slavin of Rochester, New York. How are you doing, Spencer? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing just fine. What games have you been playing lately, or what are you excited to uh, to see here in the future? Um, I think, as most people know who are friends with me on PSN, I've been playing Battleborn because I will send out uh, invites to every single person. Eventually, somebody will buy the game, uh, and then I'll have someone to play with. But so far, I've just been playing with uh, my girlfriend. That works. Other than that... We played Gone Home and a little bit of Batman Arkham Knight. It's always fun. I saw I saw some stats on the uh, the ever growing Battleborn versus Overwatch fight, and apparently in May, Battleborn made about eighteen million dollars, and uh, Overwatch made two hundred and forty nine million dollars. Yeah, it's an endurance run. Yeah, <laughs> even though even though Overwatch is only out for like uh, I think a week or maybe a week and a half in May. So, yeah, it, you got to kind of feel bad for the people at Gearbox just because it's not a bad game. I mean, I played the beta and it was pretty fun, but I don't know. It just it didn't seem as polished to me. What, what do you like so much about it? Um, I like that it's a lot more MOBA than Overwatch seems to be. So I disclaimer, I haven't played Overwatch, so I could be way off base here. But uh, like in Battleborn, it's kind of the 
the upgrade system of Heroes of the Storm, where you can pick, as you level up, you can pick different uh, perks to give to your hero. Uh, so it, for me, it's, you know, I obviously love Dota 2 more than life itself. So <laughs> <laughs> to have that more, more MOBA-esque focus is more appealing to me as all. That's, I mean, the humor is there. It's kind of hit and miss sometimes, but uh, for the most part, it lands and I like it. So That's good. Are you a big fan of the Borderlands franchise? You know, it's funny because I'm not. I actually really don't like Borderlands at all, mostly because I don't like having to pick up 600,000 guns and then go through each one and say, is this one incrementally better than the next? I can understand that. Yeah, I, I had a friend who bought me um, the Handsome Jack collection for the PS4, and I never played any Borderlands and um, it's okay. I think it's a lot more fun when you have someone to play with, which uh, I'm starting to realize is like just a thing in general with video games. Because, you know, growing up with Nintendo games, that was it's like they had to be next to you on the couch. Like having online friends is like a whole new thing for me in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> At least video game it, when it comes to video games. That's, that's another thing is Battleborn has split screen co-op, which is why I immediately picked it up. That's good. Hopefully, uh, uh, Battleborn, you know, gets some more support and more players. I mean, I know there's definitely people out there who love it and prefer to uh, Overwatch just because it has, you know, a lot more single player aspects and stuff. How did you feel about the fact that you have to like unlock characters? I I, you know, I had no problem with it. Again, I think because like when we were younger, there was thing there were like Mortal Kombat two where you had to play through and you unlocked different characters that way. You know, none of it is you have to pay money for it. It's blocked behind like skill or playing through the game so it's relatively easy to get the heroes too it's not something you have to put in like eight hours to get one hero most of them are just play five games with a certain hero from a certain faction and you'll unlock a hero so, so it's kind of forcing you to try out every uh different character and and see which one you like yeah and i think to unlock all of the heroes it would not be a huge time investment i mean maybe a typical game length maybe like 20 hours you could probably unlock all of them Fair enough. Is there uh, one particular hero or villain or whatever that you feel like you're the best with at the moment? Well, I was playing Miko, who is the kind of the one everybody knows. It's the mushroom-headed guy, and he's the healer. I always go for the healer characters, but then I started playing Galilea, and she is more of a kill everything and be unkillable. Those are always popular. <laughs> I try to shy away from them because it's always the jerks who play those, but yeah. maybe I'm becoming what I've always hated. <laughs> Hey, sometimes it's easier to pick the character that everyone loves than to pick the one that no one loves and is, you know, kind of uh, unique. Yeah. All right, well, you ready to play the game? Yes. Okay, so here's how it works. We will be giving you three different categories to pick from. You'll pick one of them, and all your questions will center around that subject. And uh, we'll ask you ten questions. Narelle and I will switch back and forth. And you have to get seven of the ten correct to win the terrible old game, which I have for you right here. And uh, Narelle actually helped me pick this one out yeah. when I was at the uh, the game store the other day. So it's a it's a winner for sure. Okay. Has anyone ever lost before? Uh, well, on the last episode, we had someone who went uh, got six out of ten, but then uh, they got a bonus point at the end for uh, for knowing the answer without uh, me giving them the options. So technically, no, no one has ever not gotten the game. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm just asking out of curiosity. <laughs> there might, there could be like a bonus, 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 bonus point, you know, here and there. <laughs> what is the first letter of my name? 
Is it hot or cold? You got a 1 in 26 <laughs> shot here. <laughs> All right, so here are your categories. Better grab an umbrella, questions about Resident Evil, which is a throwback to uh, episode 4. That was one of the categories that did not get picked. Who are you going to call? Questions about Pac-Man, who's obviously busting ghosts. And tongue-tied, questions about Yoshi. Uh, let's go for the umbrella. Better grab an umbrella. Okay. Sounds good. Resident Evil. So this is, you know, it's time for another category that brings up my favorite part of the show, which is called Ben has never played that series, <laughs> which seems to be happy to a lot. I just, there's a lot of series out there that people just love that are like critically acclaimed and I just have never touched them. Resident Evil, though, I feel like I have a good excuse and it's just because I cannot handle scary things in the slightest. Movies, video games, goosebump books, you know, it's just... It's too much. So, uh, yeah, the Resident Evil series is not one that I know a lot about, um, besides my research into, uh, uh, you know, finding some of these questions and what other people have told me. But it is another series that, like, kind of like Metal Gear, where, you know, I'm really interested in it, just not in playing it. All right. You ready, Spencer? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Question one, multiple choice. The law enforcement task force sent to investigate the weird happenings on the outskirts of Raccoon City in the first Resident Evil is called, and these are all anagrams, is that what they're called, where each word stands for something, each letter? Acronyms? Acronyms, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. Ed- edit that part these out. Are, <laughs> I will. I'll, Jeremy Iron. It's going to be me correcting you in that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah, are all acronyms. Go. Is it A, cops, B, hunk, C, hide? Or D, stars. D, stars. That is correct. Yes, you're right. Good job. You want me to go into like a six-minute explanation? I mean, of... yeah, sure. Explain explain the, the stars to me. Oh, man. You, yeah, see, I know stars, but I couldn't tell you what it stands for. So, super task after burners. Where'd the B come from? There's no B in the stars. It's not stars. <laughs> Radiotherapeutic um, <laughs> stars. No, oh, oh man, that's a good way to end it. Narelle, do you know what stars stands for? I did at one point. I wrote the question. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, what do you think it stands for? I don't remember. It's been Hold months on. at this point. Super terrific, actual reality and storks. Yes, that's actually <laughs> it. Nailed it. <laughs> It's embarrassing that I don't remember. I mean, the R has got to stand for resident, right? Resident Evil. I think it's raccoon. Oh. At that point, they were all kind of... Squad. Yeah. S got to be squad, right? Squad. And S is... The first S has got to be, like, special. They always... Special task force. But then it's A. Atmosphere. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Pretty sure it's Atmosphere. I mean, I'm... (laughs) Wait, did you look it up? No. I can't. Oh. I was just smashing yeah. my keyboard. Is that? Uh, oh, okay. To no, do? let's let's. Right. You know, let's actually look right. it up. No, it's funnier this way. <laughs> Special tactics and rescue service. Boom. That's tactics. right. Tactics. Oh, it wasn't even <laughs> rescue service. It wasn't even rescue. I'm pretty sure it's Storks. <laughs> Stork Squad. There's the name of the episode. Stork. <laughs> Stork Squad. Fighting crime. <laughs> All right, Norel, you've got question two. Yep. Question two, multiple choice. Which of these characters was Leon Kennedy sent to rescue in Resident Evil 4? Is it A, Sherry Birkin, B, Alyssa Ashcroft, C, Ashley Graham, 
or D, Lisa Trevor? C, Ashley. That is correct. Yes, you're right. Very memorable character. Why? <laughs> Please tell us. She was, a lot of people didn't like her because she was annoying. Um, also, they had programmed that if you were climbing a ladder underneath her and looked up, she would make a comment like pervert. Um, <laughs> she randomly like falls in love with Leon. And he's <laughs> he like, didn't. no, I'm, I'm too cool for you. Sorry. Because he's Leon. Yeah. The best. With that hair. Yeah. He is definitely my favorite character in the Resident Evil series. Is he really? Yeah, well, I know you love Chris because he does massive <laughs> steroids and can break <laughs> bricks with his bare hands. But like I'm a fan of Wesker. Quiet sensitivity of, of Leon. Wesker, really? Yeah. Because of the sunglasses? Well, it's always the villain that I like. <laughs> so does anyone ever get a play as Ashley Graham in the series? Um, I don't remember if you can play as her in like the Mercenaries, which is kind of a side game. I don't think so she's so. just like a damsel in distress type of deal yeah yeah that's she's like the zelda of this game that's right all right fair enough but she doesn't show up in smash brothers unfortunately <laughs> not yet i'm sure you could probably make a me out of her <laughs> <and> <laughs> do it I, I distinctly remember there being like a rumor that uh jill valentine was gonna be in smash brothers like someone leaked it you know oh my uncle at nintendo says right. you know that thing <laughs> Like, oh, she makes zombies come out of the ground and they attack you. I was like, wow, that's interesting. It's not Never happened. At all. <laughs> no. Why would she be able to control zombies? Doesn't make any sense. All right, question number three, multiple choice. Last multiple choice. In Resident Evil 5, Albert Wesker worked on the okay. pharmaceutical division of Tricell to make which of the following? A, Uroboros virus, B, T-virus, C, progenitor virus, or D, cyan virus? I think it's A. I think you are correct. Yes, you're right. Whew. Got it. Yes. And a, a fun side note here is that cyan virus is uh, is from Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. So at least you didn't pick the one that was like blatantly wrong. It should have been Dr. Mario trivia. I would, I would ace that. it's like my my wife's favorite video game soundtrack is dr mario it was really good it was like the first game i bought for the wii so um what does this virus do norell why don't you tell us what what happens with this virus okay so when i watch my brother play resident evil (laughs) i do it behind my hands so i don't really see a lot i did play resident evil 5 with him though um i don't know exactly what the history behind the Ouroboros is, but I'm assuming it's like all the other Resident Evils. Turns people really dangerous and zombie-like and violent. So has anyone in a Resident Evil game ever attempted to just like cure everybody who's a zombie? Or is it just like murder, murder, murder? Yeah, no, that's how they cure them. By murdering them? Yes. Oh. It's, it's <laughs> they cure them to death. There's special uh, medicine in the bullets. This is all very true, by the way. And uh, <laughs> when they get shot, it releases an injection into their heart or brain. Yep. And then uh, what they don't show you at the end of the game is everybody pops up and they uh, they have a dance number. They throw yeah, they throw a surprise party and yep. it's just a fun man. What a twist! Yeah. Oh, Cap. Capcom's so crazy. <laughs> Question four is true and false. Okay. Spencer Mansion was the setting of Resident Evil Six. True or false? False. Uh, yeah, false. It was the first one. But then that I, is that is where, correct. 
Yes, you're right. Where did six take place? <laughs> but there were three different stories in six, right? Yeah. But the the one that Leon and Helena did, they were in a mansion, but I don't think it was Spencer Mansion. Well, hopefully that's not the next question. <laughs> <laughs> question five, where did Resident Evil 6 take place? Well, I'm pretty sure Resident uh, the mansion got destroyed, right? Yeah. Spencer, do you live in a Spencer Mansion? Um, yeah. It seems, seems fitting. I built it with my own hands. <laughs> Your own zombie hands? After, <laughs> with help. From the Stork Squad? After I was (laughs) shot by Leon, I was inspired to build a mansion. Makes sense. Question five. True or false? Resident Evil 7 will be in first-person perspective and fully playable using PlayStation VR. Is that true or false? True, as far as I know. That is correct. Yes, you're right. uh, Now, Narelle and I, as we just talked about in the intro, uh, just returned from E3 not too long ago, and that was definitely one of the biggest games there at least uh, as far as lines are concerned i tried to go get a ticket for uh, one of the other uh, people i was with and i couldn't even get a ticket they were sold out of tickets to get in line i don't think anyone i actually know besides a a couple of the kotaku writers actually got a chance to play it because it was so popular but um when when they were showing it off at the sony conference i was definitely uh doing what narelle said and kind of like peeking through my fingers just because i was like oh this is gonna be bad i wasn't i wasn't anticipating it being resident evil yeah i don't think at all anybody but it was just i was like something's gonna happen it's gonna be like a guy jumps out (laughs) (laughs) i was i was excited i was excited to see it and I don't know why, because I never play them, but yeah. yeah it's, I like that kind of each game, they do something a little bit different. You know, yeah. from four, they made it a little bit more action horror, and then five, they really embraced the action. Six, yeah. they tried to do those multiple storylines. Seven, it looks like they're going back to more intimate horror settings and uh, really trying to scare you. Yep. All right, question six, true, false. In Resident Evil Revelations... The device which can be used to scan environments to find items is called a Findex. True or false? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, False? That is correct. It's called Genesis. Yes, you're right. It's it's called the Pokedex. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Resident Evil's had some pretty crazy things. That's true. I just remember there was way too much scanning. Yeah, there was a lot of scanning. I did play that one. Yeah, I, I didn't make it through the entire thing because I got real tired of, like, if you even wanted to find an item, you had to take out the scanner, scan the entire room, and then go pick up the sparkly. <laughs> I want my sparklies visible from the moment I walk in the room. I know, like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what system was Resident Evil Revelations for? Well, it originally was on the 3DS, and then right. it got a re-release on PC, right? Uh. Yeah. Maybe PS4. PlayStation as PlayStation well. PlayStation got it. Yep. I think that was one of the. Um, I can't. All I remember is when that game came out for the 3DS that everyone was, you know, going back to their complaining about how we needed a second nub for uh, aiming and such. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe that was one of the ones that when it actually came out, they said, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll make this compatible." And everyone was like, "Yay!" But we're done with that game, so we're not as excited. Wasn't it also the game that had the misprint? They misspelled Re- Revelations, I think. <laughs> no no revelations <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah i think it was like on the on on the spine or something reva revelations revelations or something <laughs> it was something all right question seven fill in the blank 
Complete this famous line from Resident Evil 1's Barry Burton after rescuing Jill Valentine from a collapsing ceiling. You are almost a blank blank. A Jill sandwich. That is correct. Very good. That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. <laughs> they really should have been handing out Jill sandwiches at E3, I think, you know. I that, Yeah, missed opportunity. <laughs> As, uh, That's a really good idea. Some swag, you know, free food. Lots of lots of booths have free food. That would have been good. Yep. So what's, uh, what's going on in this situation where Jill is almost uh, crushed? Oh, I don't remember. The mansion is somebody's bursting through a wall. It's Kool-Aid Man or something. Um, <laughs> I knew he was involved. There are several moments like that in the games. And I don't know, something almost crushes her, like you said. And then, yeah, a lot of good lines like that in, in the first one. Such Barry as the master the of lines. lock picking. Like, yeah. yep. like, like cheesy, terrible lines yeah. that you don't, you don't forget. Right. Don't open that door. <laughs> What's my favorite? Was it Christopher Walken saying it? <laughs> <laughs> There's zombies in that room. Don't go in there. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Thanks. I do a lot of walking impressions around the house. <laughs> Narelle, you got question eight. Question eight. All right. Fill in the blank. In Japan, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis is known as Biohazard 3 Last Blank. Mutation. <laughs> that's incorrect uh, I'm sorry Jill but it's okay it's escape oh that was yeah. my next guess of course it was <laughs> <laughs> well you know Nemesis is chasing you around so I figure yeah so is Resident Evil only known as Resident Evil in the United States uh, I believe that's yeah how it is in and everywhere else it's Biohazard or is it the other way around Biohazard everywhere else, but Resident Evil here. Like in Europe, it's Biohazard as well? I think so. Don't quote me on that, but mm. as far as I know, I think that's the case. What does Resident Evil mean? All the, res all the residents of the neighborhood are evil? Yeah, it's kind of a nonsense name. Biohazard makes a lot more sense. I mean, it makes more sense than Final Fantasy, but... <laughs> still Final Fantasy confusing. 1000. That's right. <laughs> Not so Final Fantasy. Biohazard, uh, I guess, you know, because they're contaminated. It makes more sense to me. Right. Maybe there was yeah. another game at the time that came out in the U.S. that had something similar, so they didn't want to get it confused. Yeah, I feel like there was some weird Nintendo 64 game that had, like, something to do with Bio... I think it was Biofreak? Does anyone remember that name? That game? No. No one remembers Biofreak? I don't think I ever played it. It was too scary. too spoopy for me. I gotta look it up now. Hold on. Biofreaks. Oh, it's Biofreaks. 3D fighting game created by Midway in 1998. Released on the PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and PC. Characters Bullseye, Delta, Cyclone. Oh, boy. Wow. This one guy looks just like uh, the guy from God of War, Kratos. With a chainsaw for an arm. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> He's even more badass than Kratos. And he probably <laughs> treats people better. Biofreaks received <laughs> poor reviews. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's kind of surprising looking at the screenshots. Right. I mean, this guy's got, like, holes in him and a machine gun and a chainsaw for an arm. <laughs> How could you go wrong? That seems it was also released for the PlayStation. That's why, probably. They were like, man, we can't compete with Biofreaks. We've got to change the name. <laughs> Resident Evil. Well, yep. we know what game we need to look for for a prize on this show. <laughs> oh, man. That would be great. I wish I had gotten that. If I had known ahead of time that he was going to pick Resident Evil and that we would have talked about this <laughs> in detail. If only. 
Question nine. Um, actually, I'll have Narell do question nine, and I'll take the last uh, music one. Okay. Question nine. Fell in the blank. In Resident Evil 2, there's a secret character and survivor game unlocked after unlocking Honk's fourth survivor game and achieving an A ranking on clearing Leon's and Claire's playthroughs. The secret character that you unlock, his name is blank. Tofu. Excellent. That is correct. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Is, is he made of tofu? Is that, is, he is. You know He's a giant slab of tofu. Oh, man. I've never actually seen him. Did you know that that's uh, how Splatoon started? And I'm not just like saying that to be weird because that would be a really weird throwout reference. But no, that <laughs> Splatoon started with giant uh, pieces of tofu shooting guns at each other. Huh, I Fun think fact. they made the right decision there. <laughs> to go with squids and kids. Well, then it, was, then it was bunnies. It was tofu, then it was bunnies, and then it was oh, squids. So, yeah. Okay. yeah well, I feel like funny. bunnies would have gotten confusing with rabbits. Yeah, like, probably. Like the <laughs> They're really yeah. cute. They are. They're cute. So, sorry, but tofu, this character, what, uh, what's his dealio? Well, he's a chunk of tofu, and if he gets injured or whatever, because, you know... He'll turn red and he'll just suck up all that blood and it's funny. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> I think that's what his deal is. Spencer, that's, that's, that's pretty much what Tofu does, right? I think so. I can't. You can marinate him in blood. <laughs> if, you, if you have too much damage, you can lay on the ground and just <laughs> rotate. And then you can get an optional Tofu press upgrade. And uh, then you can make Tofu jerky. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you guys were just like messing with me. What with us? Yeah. No. So he's was... actually a giant piece of tofu. Yes. Good God, I've never wanted to play Resident Evil before, but now I kind of do <laughs> because that's amazing. <laughs> Why does he look like a urinal? <laughs> Looking at, he's got like a big gap in the front of him. Oh, oh, Japan. Uh, yeah. You never cease to amaze me. So his name's Tofu and he is Tofu. Yeah. That's subtle. (laughs) Okay, question 10. Question 10 is our music question. Uh, The following song is played in Resident Evil 1 in which part of the mansion? The Spencer Mansion, I might add. Okay, so listen to this track and then I will give you your options. So, Spencer, after hearing that, is it A, outside the mansion, B, save room, C, mansion basement, or D, the laboratory? It sounds like, oh, man, I remember how the save room music in 2 goes, and it doesn't sound like that, but it's very calming and soothing, so I'm going to guess that, yes, it's the save room music. That is correct. You got it. Yes, you're right. Yes. Good job. Sweet. See, you were so far away from failing the entire uh, quiz here today. You made me nervous at the beginning by downplaying your skills. Oh, yeah. Narelle made me nervous. But your your knowledge of sandwiches and tofu really helps you get through to the end. Woohoo. So let's look at the final tally here. You missed just one question, which means you got 9 out of 10 correct. It means you win. Woohoo. You did it. Wow. Okay, now we have a chance to escape. See you outside the house. That's right. The only thing you need to remember from now on is that 
uh, Resident Evil 3 is called Biohazard Last Escape in Japan. There you go. That's it. Okay, are you ready to hear about your amazing, terrible game? Tell him what he's won. That's right. <laughs> Behind door number one, you have won My Boyfriend for the Nintendo DS, made by THQ. And at the top it says, it's a girl thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Narelle helped to pick this one out. And on the back, it it says, girls just want to have fun. Create the love story of your dreams. Choose from five amazing guys. Which gorgeous one is for you? Charm, chat up, and chill out with each different guy. Will you find your true love? Uh, So this is obviously like kind of like a dating sim, but for like tween girls, I think you'll really enjoy it. Or me. Or you. Yeah. Let's not be exclusionary here. I am definitely the target demographic. I mean, it says, yeah, tween girls or, or grown men. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah it, and you know once again we don't always have the entire like uh, uh box and the manual and stuff with a lot of these but this one has everything it's got Excellent. it's got it all which um, one looks like taylor laudner you know the weird thing about the um entire box art is that it shows no boys what? there's some there's there's two outlines of boys on the front one is holding the football and one's playing the guitar <laughs> so uh yeah you'd think they would show them somewhere i'm even looking through the um, a booklet that it comes with here, and I cannot find any pictures of boys. Uh, mini games. Here's some mini games you get to play: mixing alcohol-free cocktails because this game is rated E10 plus <laughs> alcohol-free. Balloon entertainment, which is interesting. <laughs> Cleaning the pool, very important for attracting the opposite sex. Step aerobics. Juggling plates. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and karaoke. <laughs> like, I'm just picturing a real-world situation where there's, like, one girl and five guys, and it's kind of like a The Bachelorette, and each of them have to do each of these tasks. You have to uh, create... You have to... I'm sorry. You have to complete minigames to earn pocket money, which uh, mm-hmm. will help you mm-hmm. satisfy your needs, whatever that means. <laughs> But hopefully you have a Nintendo (laughs) DS or a 3DS so you can play it. Yeah, I do. Okay, perfect. So, um, pay review incoming. I'll add it to the list. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in here that's like... Oh, wait. I found a boy. All right. (laughs) I found one. His name's Justin. A guy who knows a lot and who always has something interesting to say. Wow. (laughs) It's so vague. Listen, I'm so not shallow like, or anything, but could you describe him to me in great detail? What, okay. How would you describe is, his eyes? Um, it's it's very like Uncanny Valley, you know what I mean? Mm. He's kind of he's off into the distance, but he has a ponytail and uh, glasses, and he is a white Caucasian male with a. He looks like he works out a little bit, so mm. yeah. Oh, wait, you can choose from... There's five different kinds of boys, just like in real world. There's only five. <laughs> there's stylish, educated, romantic, funny, and athletic. No man in the history of the world has been like two of those things. So no. They all fall into one category. That's right. <laughs> Your dream boyfriend. I don't know. I don't know what I would go for. I think I... Oof. I think I would go for funny. I mean by pick. Stylish, educated, romantic, funny, athletic. Narell, what was it, what's your pick? Stylish. Oh man. You are so shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
just in it for the looks. So there you go. Yes, I will be sending you your copy of My Boyfriend for the Nintendo DS in the mail. It will okay. be there soon. Yeah. There's going to be a lot you. of a lot of flirting and relaxing fun. That's what it says. It's a perfect summer game. Exactly. It is. You're right. Summer love. Mm-hmm. Now, I think uh, before you mentioned that you played uh, video games with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. So this could be oh, yeah. great right. or awkward. I don't know. Which one? Uh, definitely great. Great. Yeah, you guys can pick a boyfriend together. <laughs> Perfect. I can't say anything that I want to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's a girl thing. <laughs> it's a girl thing. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show today, Spencer, and talking Resident Evil, Spencer Mansions, Tofu Sandwiches, and, uh, and, and Boyfriends. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in for our 8th episode of Super Gaming Quiz Alpha Turbo. If you'd like to give us feedback or be considered for a contestant spot on future shows, you can find us on Twitter at Super Gaming Quiz, or you can email us at GamingQuizCast at gmail.com. That's GamingQuizCast at gmail. Thanks to Norell for sitting in as guest host, as well as Spencer for agreeing to be on the show. Jose Acosta and Steve Bowling assisted with questions on this episode, and the many 8-bit beats you heard were created by Music Master Siriu. A very special thank you to all of our Patreon backers, which includes Kendall Erickson, Pam Bertoli, Joseph Duke, Spencer Slavin, Zachary Parkinson, Amanda L.S., and Tim Latshaw. If you would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash supergamingquiz. We'll be back before the end of July with a new contestant, a new terrible game, and a whole new set of questions. Until then, watch out for zombies! Back with us is co-host chairs, freelance games. <laughs> I messed it up. I wrote back with us in the co-host chairs, freelance games writer Nathan Drake, admirer of Norel Hosang. <laughs> it's a little backwards. That'd be hilarious. Nathan Drake loves you. <laughs>